Hi there. Thanks for joining me on Conversations for Yoga Teachers. I'm your host, Karen Fabian, the founder of Bare Bones Yoga and the creator of the Momentum Magic Method, the way to become a confident teacher who seamlessly shares cues and easily creates sequences, whose classes are transformational, not just transactions, who understands anatomy and who shares their passion in a unique and authentic way. On the podcast, you'll hear anatomy lessons, stories from teachers, interviews with others in the field, and a dose of personal growth because having a strong and healthy mindset is such an important piece of being a confident teacher. In addition to the podcast, follow me on Instagram and TikTok for daily videos on teaching topics. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen today. Hi there, and welcome to Conversations for Yoga Teachers. I'm your host, Karen Fabian, and this is episode 270. I am recording this on the last day of November, November 30th. You will be listening to this on, oh gosh, whatever Monday is. Monday is December 4th, 2023. And I want to welcome everyone that is listening on Spotify, because as of today, November 30th, my podcast here, which has over 100,000 downloads, is now available to listeners on Spotify. I'm so excited. I'm not only on the hosting platform, which is Podbean, I'm also on Apple Podcasts. And as of today, I'm on Spotify. Podbean has an integration with them, so it was super easy for me to add that. And I'm especially excited because Spotify puts out annual statistics. I don't know if you heard recently, people released uh, their song lists and Spotify released top, top listen to podcasts. I think the Mel Robbins podcast uh, got one of the top spots there. Love Mel Robbins. She used to live in Boston like I do. Anyway, I'm just super excited to have additional opportunities to reach yoga teachers out there all over the world. So if this is the first time you've listened to my show, I want to welcome you. If you have listened to other episodes, I want to thank you for joining in again. So today I'm going to share with you a couple of things that I shared in a recent anatomy training I did. So it's going to be a little more focused on the anatomy. Although what I wanted to start out is this really powerful reframe that is something I've been sharing with teachers that I'm working with in my program. And it's something that really could blow your mind and can change the way you approach teaching. And so I want to get into that. Before I do, though, I want to just share with you, because we're coming up on the end of the year, there's a couple of things that are going to be changing on my end, and I wanted to let you know about it. So if this is the first time you're listening or we've never met before, you might not know that I have a program where I work with yoga teachers one-on-one. -on -one. And the main goal of the program is to help you be the most confident, authentic, skilled yoga teacher that you can be. And I have very specific ways that I do this. My own teaching methodology called the Momentum Magic Method. And it's designed to help you build your skills in three specific areas, sharing effective cues, understanding anatomy, and easily building sequences that are grounded in solid movement principles. And there's a huge component of my program around mindset. 
because mindset is never taught in teacher training. And it is 100% the biggest obstacle that I've seen over many years of working with teachers that blocks teachers from showing up confidently and authentically. And so the program I've had for a number of years, and I've had a lot of teachers go through the program. They've gotten amazing results. The episode right before this episode I'm recording now was with one of the teachers in my program. And for the first time ever, I shared a clip of a coaching call I had with her, a, a teacher in my program, because I wanted you to hear exactly in her own words, in her own voice, the amazing transformation that she had as a result of our working together. And it wasn't about me. I was the spark that lit the fire in her uh, so I want to be clear, it's it's about her and the transformation she architected with, you know, inquiry questions and teaching methodology that I shared with her and approaches in, in a coaching capacity that I shared with her. And there's many other stories like that. If you go to my website, barebonesyoga.com, right on the homepage, you'll see all sorts of testimonials from teachers. Now, the program has been the same price for many years. And because I have more teachers going through it, they're having amazing results. I'm increasing the price to reflect the value because it's it's underpriced at this point. I could probably triple the price. I'm not doing that. I'm just adding an extra 500 bucks. So the price is going up. Now, it's going up as of December 1st, except you're listening to this after December 1st. So I'm going to extend to you a special offer just because you're listening to the podcast. Everybody else isn't going to get this opportunity because they got notice being on my VIP mailing list. So here's the offer. Because it's December and because I know a lot of people are busy with holiday prep and holidays and travel and being with family and friends, I'm going to add in an extra um, month for free in my program. The container of the program is three months. I'm going to add in an extra month. So if you enroll in December, you'll get an extra month of working with me at no extra cost. And just for you, podcast listener, just for you, I'm going to extend to you when you enroll in December, the price that the program is at right now, which is $2,000. It's going up to $2,500. So when you enroll in the month of December, just because you're listening on the podcast, I will honor the original price. But the price of the program is going up before the end of this week. So within the next couple of days, I'm going to go in and, and make the change online. So this is your chance. I'm not going to offer this ever again. This is your chance to still get it at the original price when you enroll in the month of December. Now you're going to hear this. You're going to say, oh, great. So I'll think about that next week. Don't think about it next week because I only have three spots. <laughs> because I give you one-on-one -on -one attention, I can't take 20 people. And this offer is so good. I could get 20 people. So I'm going to have to make a decision about who I can take on and who I can't, who's going to have to be on a waiting list. And, you know, you heard me say at the beginning of this episode, what the value of the program is. 
what the result is, what the transformation is. If you're on the fence, go back and listen to the episode right before this one and hear in her words, the transformation she got. Read on the homepage of my website, the transformation the yoga teachers experienced who completed the program. If you're out there and you wanna have more confidence and you're not sure how to get it, and believe me, if you think chasing hours, 300 hours, 500 hours is gonna help you be more confident, you're sorely mistaken. Confidence is not found in the number of hours you train. Confidence is found in the specific skills that I already shared with you that you need, knowing how to do those things and the mindset component that's part of my program. None of that is covered in 300 or 500 hour trainings. My program is built the way it is because I've tweaked it over the years based on teachers going through it and getting amazing results. And then I've gone back and I've, updated the program to include those things in my teaching methodology so that teachers get amazing results along this path of being more confident and having the courage to just show up as themselves, not read from a book, not hide on the yoga mat, know exactly what to say, understand anatomy, build sequences in a flat without spending hours every week prepping, not constantly asking people for feedback, not feeling the weight and pressure of teaching, instead it feeling light and easy. I can go on and on and on. I'm not gonna do that though. So just to wrap this part up, you podcast listener, if you want to enroll in the month of December and take advantage of this offer, which is number one, you still get the program at the original price of $2,000. And number two, you will get a free month. Beyond the 90 days, you'll get an extra 30 days at no extra cost. Yes, there is a payment plan. So you don't have to do the $2,000 all at once if you don't want to do that. Although if you do pay in full, you will get more support from me. If you do the payment plan, you just get one coaching call a month. If you do pay in full, you get two. And I'll just outright tell you, just about every yoga teacher that's enrolling, they pay in full. They put it on a credit card and they pay in full. So when people say to me, well, I don't have the money. Well, you have a credit card. Now, believe me, I'm not saying put it on a credit card if you don't want to, but I'm just saying when people tell me they don't have the money, there are ways to get money. You can borrow it. You can put it on delay pay, put, and believe me, I am a stickler when it comes to finances. So don't do that if you don't think you can pay it off, but don't let money be the reason why you don't invest in yourself and get the results you want. And remember, when you are teaching, you are making money. So it is a way for you to build your confidence and skills so that you can teach and earn money. So this is not a program you're going to invest in where there's no return on investment for you. So if you'd like to take advantage of the special offer, you need to go to my Instagram page and send me a DM, a direct message, and tell me you listen to the podcast and you'd like to be considered for the special offer. And I will call you and find out more about you. I don't just let anybody into the program. Every single person in my program, I have a personal phone call with. And I find out what they're looking to do. What kind of results do you want? Are those results things that I can help you get? So when you reach out to me on Instagram, I'm not going to just send you to some payment page. I'm going to say, great, I'm super excited. Let's hop on a call. Let me find out more about you. You have agency over what decision you make. 
Okay. So this is a huge opportunity one time before the price goes up, or basically as you're listening to this, the price will already be up, but I'm going to honor the price through the month of December, but I only have three spots, maybe four. So if you want one of those spots, you got to put your name in the hat, send me a DM. Okay. So now that we're done with that, I want to start out with a mindset piece. I got an email from a yoga teacher who is completed her 200 hour teacher training. She's taught a few classes and we were going back and forth in the email. She said to me, I stopped teaching because I just don't think students are liking my classes. The vibe is off. I didn't feel any connection. So I want you to put yourself in that teacher's shoes. You may feel that. You may feel when you teach classes, it didn't go really well. You may have, I've had experiences like that. So here's the thing. Number one, I want you to really hear what this teacher is saying. This teacher is saying, I went through teacher training. I paid for teacher training. I want to be a yoga teacher. I've taught some classes and I think the vibe is off and I don't think my students are liking it. So therefore I stopped teaching. I want you to re like, what do you think is most distinctive? What do you, what stands out to you as like, uh, it's not that it's super important. Like what's the hidden, there's a hidden message there, a hidden theme there. This is a person who went through training who wanted to teach, who started to teach, assessed that in her perspective, the vibe was off, the students were in liking classes and she stopped teaching. What am I getting at here? What I'm getting at is this person is letting other people run her life. These people she doesn't even know that came to her classes that she assumed didn't like it caused her to stop teaching when in fact she wants to teach. She went through training. She paid the money. She did. She put the time into it and she stopped. Now I'm not saying this is not an, a quote unquote understandable position. It's happening out there. But I'm going to tell you why this is so ill-placed, why this is so disempowering. And this is not the kind of thing you're going to hear in your teacher training. What I'm going to share with you is grounded in neuroscience, is grounded in a particular um, offshoot of neuroscience called neuro-linguistic programming, NLP. And it's the study of the mind and our behaviors and language and how we interpret things that happen and filter it through our own experiences. In this case, in this person's situation that I'm sharing with you, and I share it with tremendous love for this teacher, this is why I do what I do. Because when I hear stories like this, I know I can help this person reframe their perception so that they can get back to teaching. And that not only helps her, it helps every fucking student she's going to see. Because now there's another person out there doing what she loves, teaching yoga, impacting other people's lives in a positive way. And the ripple effect from that hits a whole bunch of other people. So this is why I do what I do. And I take it really seriously. 
And this is why it just infuriates me that the yoga industry narrative is so strong out there and no one talks about this kind of stuff. And there's so many teachers out there that could be teaching, that could be teaching more, that could be doing so much more, but for these mindset challenges. So here's the thing. We cannot control how people perceive our class. So if we say the vibe is off, I get it. I, you know, I do the crystals. I do the tarot cards. I am into energetics. I do Kundalini meditation four days a week with my, with my Instagram group. It's not my group, somebody else's group. Um, I'm into all that. I get that. The point is though, energy is not a data point. I mean, you could probably make a case for it. The thing that I'm trying to impress upon you is this. Our perception of how connection is going is 100% one-sided. It's not like we're going out on a date with somebody and we're having a conversation with someone and we can use that data about what they say, how they look, how they're interacting with us, all in a package to quote unquote, assess the vibe. When we go in to teach people yoga, the only vibe we're getting is nonverbal. And so it goes into our brain and we make assumptions from that. This is why when we stop, when we are done teaching a class and we classify it as good, bad, or anything in between, it's a complete assumption. And furthermore, guess what? <laughs> You're not there so that people will like your class. Liking the class is not on the list of what you need to be concerned about. It's a nice thing if it happens, but believe me, it's not a requirement. You're there to teach yoga. And that involves sharing clear cues, showing up with a sequence you know well that's grounded in solid movement principles and understanding anatomy. And I'm really going to harp on that one because if you don't understand anatomy and you are out there teaching, you are missing the boat, my friend. And you need to do something to be in integrity as a yoga teacher and fill in that learning gap. Nothing on that list says, and they need to like it. If they like it, great. If they don't, they can go to someone else's class. For you to put that on the short list of stuff that needs to be done every time you teach is just setting yourself up for quote unquote failure. That's, that's why it's always confounding to me when teachers ask for feedback after class. I mean, yeah, it's a nice thing. Did you like class or what'd you think? They don't need, they're not there to appease your nervousness by giving you feedback. That's not their job. They're just there to take class. If you have a, a, a confidence problem, don't put it on them to appease you by asking them for feedback, because honestly, that's why you're asking them. You're looking for validation. If you're not looking for validation, I mean, maybe there's a part of it that's just conversation. Hey, what'd you think of class? Hey, did you like, I get that. The problem is though, when we're 
asking for it because we're looking for that data. Because in our mind, that's an important part of the whole recipe, right? Well, if they didn't like it, then that means I'm bad or I'm not that good. Or they're going to go to somebody else's class. Fine, let me go to somebody else's class. Finding a yoga teacher's class you like is sort of like trying to find a pair of jeans. You try on a bunch and then you find one you like and you buy a couple pairs. If it's a yoga teacher, that's the class you go to. And that's okay. Your job is not to be the yoga teacher for everybody. Your job is to have the courage to teach yoga in a way that's authentic to you. That's it. And the skill part stuff that I talked about too. It's not that they like it. If they like it, great. You know, it's always interesting to me when, when teachers will say, oh, I taught this class and I didn't think it went well. But you know, a couple people said after class that they liked it. As if that appeases them. It doesn't. You can hear in their voice that they doubt how they taught. They have doubt. They lack confidence. And then their voice kind of goes up. But they said they liked it. And they're lying to themselves because they know in their heart that even though the student said, hey, I liked your class or hey, great class, that doesn't quiet that inner critic inside them that's saying you sucked. That was a, that was a bad class. That was an awful class. You could have done better. So that's another reason why it doesn't make sense to ask people for feedback. And don't even get me started on all of the feedback that teachers get that's couched in the supervisory model. Like, don't even get me started on that. I have a lot of thoughts about that. Like, honestly, at this point, I think if somebody wants to teach, just let them teach. <laughs> like, unless they're doing something that's completely out in left field, like the whole model of, oh, you shouldn't say this and you shouldn't say that and is 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 just counterproductive. The methodology I use for teachers is never going to be and never was and never will be, oh, do it this way. I never say to teachers in my program, this is the way you should do it. That's like saying, here's a fish, have a meal, you know, the biblical parable versus teach a man to fish. Now he can feed himself forever. That's the philosophy my teaching methodology is based upon, I'm going to give you strategies so that your cueing and sequencing comes easy and comes from you. I'm never going to give you a script. And when it comes to understanding anatomy, I have a 10-step blueprint so that you go through the blueprint of steps to learn the anatomy. I'm not telling you this is good, this is bad, this is unsafe, this is safe, use this cue and people won't get hurt. All of that's a lie. None of that would be an accurate representation of what understanding anatomy is used for. So I would be misrepresenting the knowledge you're gaining by going through my blueprint as if, if I said, oh, learn all this stuff and no one's going to get hurt in your class. Guess what? That's another thing you can't control. If someone gets hurt, hurt in your class, you can't control that. How do you know what's wrong with them before they come to class? That one forward fold could be the thing, but that's not your fault. Are you going to teach a class with no forward folds? Good luck with that. It's yoga. 
That person is there of their own free will. They have total agency over their own body and what they do and what they don't do. And guess what? Even if they tell you before class, they have an XYZ injury, it's still up to them. So that's the deal with that mindset piece. You know, the, the NLP piece of it is the piece about how our, how essentially how we distort reality based upon our own inner dialogue and our own perception of what's happening. And that's why this framework, this mental framework and paradigm works perfectly for teaching yoga, because that is essentially what we're doing. This is very different from Pilates, very different from personal training, where the person you're teaching is talking back to you. We don't have that. And when we go in a room and teach a bunch of people and they don't have the opportunity to talk back to us throughout the sequence, all we have is assumption to go on with respect to what they're thinking. The only caveat that I'll throw in there is this, and this one's really important. So if you're doing something else right now, I want you to really tune in with me. This is another reason why you should be walking around and not on your yoga mat practicing with them because the nonverbal confirmation that your cues are landing on them, that they're getting it only can come by you seeing the correct movement happening and you will miss it if you're not watching them. And I don't mean watching them like, you know what I mean? Like walking around. There is so much power and joy you will get out of your classes when you see people moving in unison to your cues. Okay, that's the end of that one. I'm gonna just quickly go to the main part of this conversation. And this, this piece I'm gonna share with you, I'm going to actually create a special video series for this. So this audio part is just going to be part one. There's going to be a special video series that comes out on this because this topic really lends itself to the visual. I'm going to start out with the audio. So I want to give you four areas that I'm going to highlight as frameworks for understanding anatomy for yoga. The first one is how to learn anatomy. So how to learn anatomy. This is framed as what are the steps? If I don't really understand anatomy for teaching yoga, what are the steps I should be going through? Like I talked about my blueprint a second ago that it's part of my program. What are the steps I should be going to? So that's part one. Part two is how to understand the reason, the why behind the cue. That's a huge part of my teaching methodology. What is the reason for the cue that you're sharing? Again, this is an anatomy-based cue. The third thing is how to share the qualities of anatomical position in your cues. And if you don't know what anatomical position is, I'll get to that. That's a very important anatomical principle. And then the fourth part is how to bring anatomy into your cues. So these are four big picture areas that you need to have a good handle on when it comes to understanding anatomy. These things essentially become, especially two, three, and four, the way to demonstrate 
you have a good understanding of the fundamentals of anatomy. So just as a beginning point, I'm just going to take the next two minutes and I'm going to share with you the how to learn anatomy, what the steps are. So the first step is understanding anatomical position, what is it, and the joint movements that are described from it. So the joint movements are things like flexion, extension, abduction, adduction, internal and external rotation, and then a whole bunch of other ones, supination, pronation, things like that. Anatomical position is essentially Tadasana, mountain pose, except the feet are hip width. But there's a whole bunch of qualities that are part of AP that you need to be able to describe because they're also part of different poses. And so you can leverage your understanding of AP as you teach as a way to bring people into greater alignment and stability in a pose. So understanding anatomical position, understanding the joint movements that are described from AP. Then we get to understanding joints. What is a joint? And then what major joints in the body do we need to be concerned about when it comes to teaching yoga? Is it all joints or just some joints? And then from there, actually the step before the joints part is key bones. And then we get to the joints because a joint is defined as where two bones come together. So we need to understand the bones first, then we can understand key joints. Then we get to how muscles work, isometric, concentric, eccentric, passive lengthening. What are the definitions that go with each? What's the anatomy of each, right? So how muscles work. Then we get to key muscles. What are the key muscles in the body? There's about 600 muscles. So what are the, in, in my uh, train, in my work with yoga teachers, I focus them on about 80 to 90 muscles. And then for those 80 to 90 muscles, what is it exactly that I need to know? So I have a very specific uh, outline of sorts or framework that I use for every single muscle. These are the things you need to know. Origin, insertion, um, well, where is it in the body? Origin and insertion and action it does when it concentrically contracts. So that's the next piece. And then after key muscles comes the next piece, muscles in poses. And that's usually where teachers want to start because that's the fun part. Like, tell me in warrior one, what are the muscles at work? But you can't have that conversation until you've gone through all the steps I just went through. It doesn't do you any good to understand muscles and poses if you don't understand the muscles. And, if, and it doesn't do you any good to to study the muscles if you don't understand how muscles work. So you see how each step is based on the one before. It's like you're earning the right to learn the next thing when you learn the thing before. And then after you get that piece down, the next piece is in the application of it all to teaching through the cueing, through the sequencing. And then there's one other piece in this framework of how to learn anatomy, and that is understanding fascia, what makes fascia different from muscle? What is fascia? And why do we care about it as a yoga teacher? And how does it impact us when we're teaching classes? So that is the framework for how to understand anatomy. The how to understand the why behind the cue, this comes into play and touches on what we talked about before, which is when you share a cue that's an anatomy-based cue and you know 
the reason for that cue. What's the anatomical or movement principle behind the cue? You can share that cue with so much more confidence and you can also change it up based on what is happening in the room. So if you're seeing that cue land on their bodies and they're not getting it, you can change how you're saying it to help them out and help them understand it better. But you can't do that if you're just reading off of a script or if you were trained, just say this cue for this pose or here's a cue to use in downward dog, but you don't understand the why behind it. So a big part of the work that I do, if you and I were to work together in my program is I would teach you how to understand the anatomy behind a cue. And remember, you know, we're going to go through a whole bunch of examples and I do a whole bunch of that in my free content here, but I'm going to give you a framework that you can use for the whole rest of your life so that anytime you hear a cue, anytime you use a cue, you can test yourself and be sure you understand the reason for it. So that if someone asks you a question about it, you don't have to ever, ever say, well, that's the way I was trained. I never want a yoga teacher that I work with to ever have to fall back on just saying that. That's how I was trained. Because there's nothing more disempowering than that. If anything, just say, you know, I'm not sure. Let me get back to you. But to basically abdicate your own control over your own mind and your own actions and just say, you know, I'm not really sure about the, the reason for that cue. That's just the way I was trained to say it. Like, why would you ever say that? Not that you would. I hope not. You know, again, I get it for Thousands of years, yoga teachers have been trained by gurus who basically handed down to them texts and, and methodologies and processes and cueing and sequences. And that was the model. And it really does still, even though we don't call people gurus anymore, but that model really is still out there. The model of here's how to do it, follow me. And I do not subscribe to that model. I subscribe to a different model, which is here are sound fundamental principles in movement. Here are strategies for sharing cues and sequences. And here are a whole bunch of frameworks and uh, mindset. I don't even want to say tips because that sounds belittling. Here are different um, uh, ways to, to approach teaching yoga from the point of view of of the mindset so that you can be primed to go into your classes and be of ultimate help to the people that are there and do it in a way that feels easy and joyful and fun for you. And in a way that allows you to have the confidence to be yourself rather than going in with a head full of rules and thinking it has to be done this way. Otherwise I'm going to mess it up and, you know, have the inner critic raging in you. Nobody wants to teach yoga if that's their experience. So my methodology is based on a way to empower you, not to say to you, here's the way it needs to be done. Follow me. So with that, I'm going to end this episode. I think that's a, sorry, the dog. I think that's a good spot to, to end uh, for now. Really sorry. I got, I got away with it until now. I think that's a really good spot to end. And um, remember, remember what I mentioned at the beginning of the episode about this opportunity for you to work with me. I would love, love to have an opportunity to work with you if we're not already working together. 
And with that, this is the final episode of November. We've got four more episodes coming in December and then we'll be in a new year. So actually this will be the first episode of December because it'll go live December 4th. So we've got three more in this calendar year. It's been such a great year for the podcast as another free content channel that I offer. I absolutely love doing it. Send me any thoughts you have, topics you'd like to see covered in December. You can always get in touch with me on my Instagram. Send me a direct message, Bare Bones Yoga. Thank you so, so much for spending your time with me and I'll chat with you on the next episode. Namaste. Thanks for listening today. I hope you enjoyed the episode. And as a special thanks, DM me the words podcast offer, and I'll share with you a special opportunity for yoga teachers who are ready to be confident and skilled and drop all the prep time you most likely are doing, getting ready for class, drop practicing with class, and instead do what I call the walk and talk, drop using the same cues over and over, and drop worrying what other people think. If this is you and you're ready to step into your most powerful, authentic way of teaching, just DM me the words podcast offer on my Instagram, and I'll tell you how I can help you.